I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. When I came out of the closet, like, my life got so much better, right? And I was so excited. So I just want that for other people. I just think that that certain people who can be out would be happier. But you know what they say about the road to hell and what paves it, you know? Paved in pussy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that's just like a stimulus package, but for gayness. I'm Carolyn Bergier. And I'm Melody Kamali. And today we're diking out with comedian Ever Maynard about being outed. Ever is an L.A.-based comedian who can be seen in Netflix's The Feels, Paddleton, and most recently in Conan's digital series, Meet the Staff. They perform throughout the U.S. and Europe. Ever, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Hi, Ever. Hi. It's so nice. (laughs) I um, made myself a nice little cup of tea. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, nice little cozy cup of tea while I spill the tea. (laughs) You better follow up on that. I want some tea spilled during this episode. (laughs) Yeah, just some background for the listeners. Ever is the reason I do comedy, I swear. No. I met Ever when I first moved to Chicago, and we worked at the Starbucks in the Second City building, (laughs) and Ever was my shift supervisor, and you invited me to a comedy show. It was Ha Ha Hotties. Oh, (laughs) 
<laughs> I cannot believe I invited you to a hot yeah. I at have, the edge. At the edge. Yeah, at the edge. I have a piece of paper I still have in like a memory box that you ripped off. It said ha ha hotties and the address and like the ticket price. I was like, she didn't even comp me. <laughs> oh man. When I found it. But yeah, are you like signed me up for your open mic the first time I ever did an open mic? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Melody, I'm wow. going to stop you right there and call some bullshit on this because <laughs> a couple episodes ago, you said that Cameron Esposito was the reason oh, you did comedy. Okay, yeah, Melody. No, if you listen this? back to that episode, I go, Ever Maynard's the reason I started comedy. I swear I mentioned it. And mm-hmm. I brought up Ha 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 okay, to Cameron okay. Esposito, and she's like, Wow. <laughs> you did. Oh, by the way, the guy who runs Ha Ha Hotties. Dave Odd, Dave Gold, um, turned out to be mega creep. Uh, oh, big creep. really? I can't believe the guy who allowed the one show women were allowed on that was called Ha Ha Hotties ended up being a creep. I <laughs> would like to apologize on this podcast for just being a really stressed out ship supervisor <laughs> for caring too much about that <laughs> shitty job. I'm yeah. so sorry. I care so much about getting the daily task book done. Why? No, You cared so much about the rules, but you also are such an empath and you really cared what we all thought of you, too. (laughs) Is everybody having a good day? What's going on? What do you need? You need an extra Is anyone mad at me? (laughs) Hey, everyone's constantly having a meltdown. (laughs) Yeah, everyone. And I could tell you wanted to, we wanted to start being friends and you would invite me to stuff. And then we would just be like having a great time talking about, you know, Tegan and Sarah or whatever. (laughs) And then you'd just be like, anyways, um, some homeless man just diarrhea all over the bathroom if you could just. <laughs> like, oh, God. So hard to cultivate no. a friendship when, you know, 50% of the time she was telling me to clean poop. <laughs> and also, looking back, it's like, that's not our job to clean up human excrement and blood. Like, no, we should. That is insane. You know, I don't think you have to apologize for anything ever because when I think back to the jobs that I took most seriously in my life, it was like the hourly customer service type jobs like working in a movie theater working in a grocery store I took those very seriously but then when I worked in advertising impossible to take very seriously you know like (laughs) with grocery stores like that's how people feed themselves that's how they get food if you were to squish some woman's bread her whole week is ruined this is how people get their spinach feta wraps you know they gotta get it I mean these are what are considered Mm -hmm. the essential jobs right now in addition to doctors and nurses and sanitation but they're very important in keeping our society running and keeping us from like total collapse i think speaking of total collapse we have an announcement and that is that everything is still canceled surprise yeah i know that some of you said that you wanted us to try to maybe do like a zoom show or something online because we can't do the stonewall show and we're thinking about it We'll think about it. Stonewall and its employees, they could definitely use the help right now. And we we would like to do that. So uh, if we can get our act together and figure out what would make a good show on the Internet, maybe we'll do it. And you guys will be the first to know. In the meantime, if you haven't done so already, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really makes a difference. We really appreciate it. And you can also just recommend us to somebody you know. Ask people what they're listening to or if you ever see uh, people asking, you know, what podcast should I listen to? I don't care who they are. They can dike out with us. Just let them know. I got a really bad review the first time I really started doing stand-up in Chicago. Like, you know, when you're first starting out, not 
You're not necessarily spitting gold. Um, Speak for yourself. A, there's a Yelp. <laughs> I yeah. I was so bad that a man named Jungle Boogie J, who came <laughs> to the Ha Ha Hottie show, yelped about how bad my set was. Well, that answers my question of how your comedy was reviewed. <laughs> but that's devastating. A bad Yelp review when you're not even the venue. Yeah, for I'm the trying venue. to. I'm going to try to find this right now. I'm going to go to Yelp. So I can read this to you, if that's okay. Yeah, is, I mean, you're going to want to go um, to his profile, too, and see if he's leaving, like, only one-star reviews on things. Oh, my God, you remember his username. It was traumatizing. <laughs> I'm was, sorry to bring it up. I was 21. <laughs> it makes it into your morning pages every day. You're like, well, I'm going to show like, him well, Jungle Jim yeah. 848. Well, he wrote a review that he was like painstakingly bad, like clawing in your seat because you can't leave because she's standing right in front of you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> how it works. I mean, brutal, brutal <laughs> takedown. <laughs> you sh- I hope you find the comment and then you can just like reply to it like, it's they then. <laughs> 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 11 years later yeah. got him <laughs> listen my pain my comedy still painstakingly bad but yeah. he went out of his way <laughs> yeah okay well ever while you look that up i'm gonna give everybody a quick update on my coronavirus because people have been messaging me to ask how i am feeling right now and oh, if i'm yes. better carolyn has the rona Oh. Yeah, and people were very concerned. I had a mild case, but it's been lasting a while, and I'm on maybe week four of being sick since the symptoms started. They're tapering off, but I'm still having like bad headaches and ear pain and being really tired. I'm just going to go ahead and say coronavirus is a bitch Mm. and I hate her and nothing good has come of this. Like I thought maybe at a minimum, I don't know, like there'd be a a love confession or someone who's wronged me in the past would come forward and apologize, but there hasn't been any of that. It's just, uh. no, it's just an outpouring of support from your (laughs) listener community. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. What is up with that? It's just all these people caring about my health. Then I'm getting messages from old coworkers who like live in other states and they don't know anybody who has coronavirus. So they're like reaching out to me like I'm some type of unicorn or something. That's just all of my DMs right now. And I really thought there'd be at least one person who is yeah. like, hey, remember a couple of years ago when I was like kind of shitty to you? Uh, this has put things in perspective and <laughs> I'm sorry. But no, not a single. I found it. <gasps> Ooh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of enemies. <laughs> yeah. You did it. I'm so proud of you. Speaking Give it a read. Nemesis. I dug through the trenches. <laughs> As if it wasn't bookmarked. Nice one. <laughs> you really got deal. us. <laughs> he changed his name. It, this is from 2009. He gave it four out of five stars. Oh, that's checked. Listen, oh, my God. It's so bad. Um, listen to this. I'm going to read the whole review. Maybe not the whole review. It is so long. If your friends caught some advertisement and are thinking it's a show of sexy comedians and sexy gear, dot, 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 it's nice. (laughs) Sexy gear? (laughs) Sexy gear, dot, 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 it's not. Okay, here we go. 
checked out the Ha Ha Hotties all-female comedians show last night. $12 a ticket, and the show was approximately 90 minutes with about six or seven comedians. In the description of the show, it says other comedy clubs might have a good female comedian or two. And a few might even have a looker in the lineup. Ha Ha Hotties, however, is the best of the best. The funniest of the hottiest. There's nothing bomb about these bombshells. That was the description of a comedy show that the females in Chicago were doing, um, early 2000s. <laughs> the only wait, one. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, hold up. For a non-Chicago comedian here, like, did this show really discriminate against people who weren't, quote-unquote, hotties or did everyone get booked anyway if you're a woman uh both um (laughs) hang on i now i see okay here we go i disagree a bit with this statement at least the later portion of it (laughs) the ladies which started the lineup take one young lady from texas her overall show was just hard to watch imagine in your seat gritting your teeth trying to hold a half-assed smile so that it alerts the comedian to change the topic or save herself bad to terrible with a few giggles i'm glad there was a gradual transition of comedy from bad to fucking hilarious a few comics stood out stars kelly howard was the closer her routine was a fucking riot it's like okay all right and then you talk <laughs> shit about some other comedians if you join their mailing list you can score a bogo coupon good till march 2009 so after this review i'm sure everybody's going to be trying to get that bogo oh my god I yeah anyways you remembered his username. oh but at least kelly howard still does comedy oh yeah mm-hmm. kelly's great yeah kelly's awesome oh let me check out what's going on in the in the lesbian world i'm going to after ellen.com no right now. I'll let you Don't know. Don't go to AfterEllen.com. It's bad now. AfterEllen.com is the worst of the Ellens because that's actually up for debate right now. Uh, there is a petition on Change.org, which last I checked has 8,000 signatures, and it's arguing for Ellen Page to replace Ellen DeGeneres as the host of The Ellen Show. You hear about this ever? No. You know, I never thought that I would become an Ellen DeGeneres uh, apologist, but people are like losing their minds. Like everybody needs to calm down and just let her be a mean lesbian living in her mansion. There are so many people living in mansions right now who are probably just as bad or a lot worse than Ellen, but a lot of energy is put into being angry at Ellen DeGeneres, I guess because she's always saying to be kind to one another and she is notoriously not a kind person. I get it, but I I know she's very flawed. You can have your opinion about her, but I think we can all agree that Ellen Page wouldn't make a better talk show host than Ellen DeGeneres. That That's not what she does. Like Ellen Page is a, you know, a good actor and she, she's not a comedian. She's not funny. She doesn't do interviews. I mean, maybe she's funny in her real life, but Ellen makes daytime TV that's like feel good stuff for you know, moms in middle America. It's like, let's all laugh at this YouTube video of a monkey combing a little girl's hair. You know, it's not like human rights campaign TV. Where are y'all getting all your lesbian news from? Dyke Bar Takeover. That's where I get everything now. Oh. <laughs> it's called Dyke March Takeover? Dyke, Dyke Bar. Bar Takeover. Uh, we had a guest a few episodes ago, Sarah Hollenquist, who does all the social media postings for Dyke Bar Takeover on Facebook. And it posts articles from like The Advocate, Out, Autostraddle, and other sources. But not after Ellen because they're bad and notoriously turfy. That's owned by AT&T, right? 
AfterEllen.com. Right. Did they buy it? Did AT&T buy AfterEllen.com? <laughs> Can somebody confirm? <laughs> I mean, that would explain a lot. Other LGBTQ plus news is that Pride is probably canceled. I don't know. Oh, Pride's canceled in San Francisco. Yeah. Adios. It's all yeah. postponed or canceled. Yeah. What about LA? LA was moved. LA was moved. I'm going to have to move my birthday, I think. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> June's a big month. <laughs> June is going to be such a party month. A lot of celebrations. I feel bad because I'm not a big birthday person. And right now I'm seeing a lot of posts on Facebook where people are celebrating their birthdays in quarantine and they're sad about it. And all these people are commenting like, I am so sorry that you have to celebrate your birthday this way. And it's so tough. And like on the scale of problems, like I know we need to have empathy for everybody right now and everything they're going through, but I'm already not a big birthday person. I love my birthday. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Come at me. Come at me hard. I will. I will defend my stance. Your mom earned it. Not you. She did all the work. My mom and I are going to celebrate my freaking birthday. And we're going to celebrate it hard. I'm going to celebrate it with all my friends. And there's nothing you could do about it. <laughs> I get so jazzed about birthdays. My birthdays, my friends' birthdays. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I really? Love it. Um, I didn't get a call this last year. so um. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I never do. That's why I'm like, good. Everyone's in quarantine for their birthday. Welcome to my life. Mine's a few days after Christmas. Everyone yeah, mine is New Year's Day. Maybe that's why we're jaded. Yeah, that's it. Your birthday is New Year's yes, Day. Yes, everybody's oh, hungover. <laughs> oh, forget it. Yeah, bye. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, let's move your birthday. I've never felt okay with caring about my birthday because everyone's too hungover to give a shit. But that's fine. How do you feel about January thirteenth? For a new date? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can still be a Capricorn. I was going to say, as long as I'm still a Capricorn, that can work. I'm a bigger fan of anniversaries. Those feel earned. You oh. know, a lot of work goes into that. Yeah. Yeah. Any type of anniversary. Sobriety, yeah. relationships. Friendships. Yeah. Celebrate that. Wonder what... <laughs> Wonder what what... Mm, just thinking about Jungle Boogie J, what he's up to now. <laughs> he's probably suffering right now because he can't check out hotties doing comedy live in person. <laughs> I know, and they're not even hot. <laughs> I was promised hot babes standing at a mic. They were women of all sorts of shapes and sizes. None of them hot. You can't even see <laughs> boobs on the Zoom comedy shows. It's too high up. <laughs> if somebody paid me a lot of money, okay, would y'all show your boobs online for money? To whom? Strangers. <laughs> yeah, if they were all absolute strangers, maybe. I wouldn't. I would. I have shown my boobs on film. I'm not judging anybody who does. Like, if you're over the age of 18 and you want to show your boobs online for whatever reason, go for it. I'm happy for you. I'm just not one to, <laughs> you know, show my boobs around. Never have been. Yeah. We'll see if I get my stimulus check. <laughs> Speaking of the government and responses to coronavirus, I got this message from this woman I used to work with, and she used to be the head of finance at my company. And I posted a picture of me wearing this rainbow face mask that my aunt so nicely made for me and Cecilia. And this woman posts this message that's like, oh, it's real interesting to see people like you who claim to be different just 
following along like everybody else. Like basically she thought that because I was gay, I should know better than to wear a face mask. But instead I'm just like (laughs) dumb, like all the other sheeples falling for the government's coronavirus hoax. This is your coworker? This is your boss? No, my former coworker, who I always knew was a little bit nutty, but I didn't realize the extent of it till she made this weird comment. And then I went to her Facebook and she's like full on conspiracy theorist and is like, this is what the media isn't telling you and posting these like full on YouTube conspiracy videos uh, that allege that Bill Gates 5G. is behind 5G, coronavirus. Yeah. yeah, 5G. After Ellen is 5G. I'm saying it right now. After Ellen is 5G and they created, they help create the coronavirus. After Ellen.com is 5G. You heard it here first. I believe that After Ellen did it over Bill Gates. People are crazy. Yeah, people are crazy. But I will have a, sh- I do have a shameful fact. Um, when I first moved to LA, I needed some money. And this is before After Ellen got a little After ellen I did do some contributing articles, mainly like how to work out your body like a superhero. Some oh, really bullshit that's okay. That's okay. Right. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to get that off my chest in case some dykes came after me. <laughs> if, <laughs> come after me, dykes. <laughs> Why am I antagonizing your audience? <laughs> I'm so alone. They're all going to look you up on Yelp and then somehow through that, find your After Ellen forum handle and then they're going (laughs) to read all the incriminating things you've said and we're going to get a lot of emails. All right. Now seems like a good time to get into our topic of getting outed. I vaguely remember the story and it recently popped in my head and that's why I wanted to have you come on and talk about it because I know you can tell it a lot better. Around the time we met is when you had like recently come out, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, fresh. Um, and everybody had known I was gay, except for me. I had to really admit it to myself. But also, I was just like, I'm not gay, because everyone was calling me gay. Um, like, in my second city <laughs> class, they'd always be like, get the dyke on stage. And I'd be like, okay, guys, that's funny. Like, they said it in a very loving, um, joking way. <laughs> that comedians can do to each other. It's a really yeah. fucked up way to show love. Um but like I had a I'm skeptical, but go on. I like <laughs> you know, everybody's like, You're gay, you're gay. I'm like, I'm not gay. And then I finally came out as gay. So I was dating a beautiful, handsome man named Chaz, and we dry humped, and he saw my tits once. I cried. Um <laughs> and then we broke up. Oh. He was a very sweet man. I was just like, This is I'm something's wrong. I'm not into this, but I'm gonna make myself it and then i was like i'm bi and then it was like oh no i'm gay so i came out i was doing queer centered ish material like i at first i was like i'm not gonna do gay material and then i realized like well stand up is personal and i'm gay so whatever um it can still be universal thank you so much after ellen.com and i was doing my first ever show in temple texas called bucker at a, at a bar called buckaroo's bar and grill your first show in Texas, oh. like as an adult, like you coming came back. out in Chicago and then you went home and put on a show. Yeah. And my mom had known, but my dad did not know yet oh. officially, but I'm sure that he knew. There were like some online clips, not too many of me like telling jokes or like somehow there were like articles about me being gay that had surfaced. Okay. Like in the Chicago, like either Chicago Reader or Time Out Chicago on Tribune. the Yelp scene. Yeah. Time Out. Yeah, definitely. On, on the Yelp. Yelp scene, um, somebody being like, this dyke, <laughs> this lesbian. Um, and it was so funny because I took my lunch break at the Starbucks we worked at. 
And I sat on that little concrete nook between Quidobo <laughs> and the doors. Do you remember? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Chicago specific reference, but if you're if if the listeners are ever on um a diking out tour, <laughs> yes um, <laughs> locations tour, um <laughs> go to the Starbucks off of North and Wells. You'll see a Quidobo, you'll see two white, two white, two clear double doors that will lead you into the building of the second city. And I sat there. It's usually where we all had our smoke breaks or just kind of like sat and and just shuddered with stress um it was such a stressful job sounds like a lot of blood and diarrhea so far that's all i know (laughs) it was insane you it was a 24 hour massive starbucks (laughs) yeah we made over a million dollars a quarter yeah so i'm sitting there and i've been like waiting all day to do this review or this like write-up with the Temple Daily Telegram reporter. Like, I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh. I was so kind of nervous, you know? Like, that excitement of like, oh, this is my first interview. Like, it's going to be so much fun. And I'm nervous because it's my first hometown show. Yeah. And I don't know if the people of Central Texas are going to really get it because it's, you know, more conservative part of the country. And I'm sitting there and she's like asking me about like Second City and why I moved to Chicago and about me and about my comedy. And this is like a 30 minute interview because wow. <clears throat> I was on my 30 minute allotted. Yeah. Not break. a second more. And she starts talking about, you know, like the venue and the show. And towards the end, we're like saying our goodbyes and she gets really quiet. And she's like, so. And now I just have to ask, are you going to be gay on stage no and i was like what yeah are you gonna be gay like gay on stage i just want the readers to know what they're getting themselves into and i was like oh my god (laughs) yeah but i i was so freshly out that i hadn't even like really comprehended what yeah it meant to me gay around the clock and, or do i stop being gay yeah when I, I know um, can i leave it in the green room <laughs> yeah like when am i gay where am i gay how am i gay yeah. um <laughs> do i clock in do i clock out yeah <laughs> like yeah. Over overtime um well usually i'm gay but on stage i keep it hetero yeah. um <laughs> And I was, I was just remembering like being like stuttering and I was like, well, um, like just being like, it's hard to like, well, for me, it it was hard to even confront that I was gay and admit it to myself and be, and to be comfortable with it. And then to be asked such an ignorant question, point blank, that she's doing this to warn the readers, to let them know what they're getting into made me feel even more guilt than I already did for being gay. Yeah, as if there was some reason that you shouldn't be gay on stage, like that was something that people would need to be warned about yeah, or you'd something. you'd have to warn yeah. people. Yeah. Explicit material. This one's gay. Just curious, <laughs> when you say you had troubles coming to terms with it, is that because you grew up in Texas or other reasons? It was like growing up in Texas and then not really being around too many like queer and, and gay people. Not um, seeing enough gay people my on high stage. Yeah, not seeing enough gay people on stage mm-hmm. or in media. Um, or um, I will say one of my best friends in high school came out as gay in high school. And it was in the rural community in which we grew up in. It was definitely like very the talk of the town, yeah. if you will. Yeah, that's a lot. 
I just remember being so nervous because I didn't know what or how this woman was going to frame this interview now for the article, for the paper. Are you going to be your identity on stage? It, w- it was just so hurtful to hear and to ask that, yeah. you know? This happened in November. I was doing the show in December. So I had like a month to be nervous about yeah. this article. And like, how is she going to frame it? Is it going to be big? Like, what's going to happen? So the day of the show, I'm like nervous about it. Or the day before, I'm, I'm really nervous. The paper is about, I know that she's going to run this article the day of. And I go to my mom and I'm like, hey, mom, like, this is what happened in the interview. I think they're going to out me. I need to tell dad. Oh, I forgot about your dad. Holy shit. Yeah. Dad doesn't know I'm gay yet. The family doesn't know that I'm gay officially. They have their assumptions. So my mom was, this is actually really touching. My mom goes, let me go talk to your father first. Give me one second. So she just goes in there to tell him, like, hey, ever has something to tell you, you know? Yeah. And I walked in and my dad stood up and he was like, it's okay, buddy. I've known. I've known for a long time. I still love you. And then we all hugged and cried. It was so nice. He was like, I love you no matter what. You're always my daughter. Like, I love you. And that was like very like, oh, my God. Like, it's a, you know. What a relief. It was a beautiful moment that I keep. Did it keep with me? But I was so afraid to tell him because I was like, ah, I guess, I guess I better warn my father. Yeah, I better warn my daddy. I've seen pictures of him. He is a very big, like a man's man. He's a man. Yeah. He's a carpenter. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. I don't know what I would do as a parent in that situation. That's something that's actually being explored right now on a popular show, uh, Little Fires Everywhere, where the kid is queer and only tells one parent and doesn't really want that parent to tell the other one. So as a parent, Mm -hmm. like, do you keep the kid's secret or do you tell your spouse? Ooh, Because I think you would want to tell your spouse so that you could sit down and make a plan and be like, okay, let's talk to our kid and let them know that we support them and we love them or whatever that conversation is and do that together so that there aren't any secrets around Mm -hmm. or do you not want to betray your kid's trust and trust that they have their reasons for not wanting the other parent to know right and you want them to keep coming to you with stuff so then you keep it a secret that's a really tough situation to be in i don't know they always tell yeah because my mom did and that's all I your know. Mom's yeah, home? I was like, your mom's is still tell dad. And then I found out like later in life, she immediately told him. <laughs> <laughs> and did that bother you? Like, did it make you mad? Or were you thinking at least now I don't have to tell? No, him? I was like, good. She did a lot of the work. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> I came out to my dad over the phone from Chicago. <laughs> oh, nice. But yeah. no, I want to hear the rest of it. Yeah. Yours. Yes. Continue. Okay. Continue. So it's like the show date and the, the newspaper comes out and it's my headshot. Like, my first ever headshot that I took with, like, a whatever Canon digital photo. And it's, like, me with, like, weird hair. And, like, I'm against a brick wall. And my hand is out like this. And I'm wearing some... Do you have a mullet? Not a quite a mullet, but it's getting okay. there. We're close to mullet era. Because I clocked in a lesbian. Please yeah. send that to uh, us so we can post it on <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. I, I'll send you, if I can find it, like, the, the digital print is a little bit different than... I'll ask my mom if she has a physical copy, but... It was above the fold. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. First article. Thank you so much. My ego exploded. Um, and then I read it. It was like Ever Maynard, comma, lesbian, bring some hometown. Comma, lesbian? Like, hometown. Yeah. Comma, lesbian. Comedian. Bring some it. hometown cheer to Central Texas. It and this was, like, was 2009? What? It would have been like nine. Yeah. Nine, ten. Or 
11 at most. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, talks about growing up in Texas, Chicago, being gay. And I was really nervous about that because, number one, but it also kind of took a lot of the work off my plate because it told all of my family at the same day. The whole town. And this is, like, the whole town. The whole town, my old high school um, friends, the people that I knew that assumed. And Facebook, this listeners, if you're young, this is before Facebook was, like, around. Like, Facebook was around, but it wasn't, like, encompassing yet. Okay? So get off my back, you <laughs> After Ellen supporters. <laughs> so this woman outs me. But it was really sweet because, like, the whole town showed up. Like, it, there was still, like, this sense of, like, hometown pride Aww. of, like, look, this girl went here and, and now they're doing their thing in Chicago. And that was really sweet. And they didn't show up just to pray for you? No, which mm-hmm. that's what I was okay, afraid of, or that they would, like, heckle me from the crowd. You're and genuinely other, afraid that yeah. it was going to be, like, a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Or nobody was going to show up. And then it was, like, a lot of people telling me that they had no idea. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> you called me a... Tell I'm only laughing because I've seen your TBTs, girl. <laughs> right, yeah, sorry. I mean, Cut come on. Girl. I know I go non-binary now, but I say oh. girl then because I was like a girl then. We text a lot girl, of people like girl, yeah, girl, girl, girl. girl. <laughs> it's fine. I'm don't. I'm not like. I'm not like an after Ellen.com about being non-binary. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm not an after Ellen non-binary. <laughs> Sponsored by Five T AT&T. Oh my god! <laughs> if there's any after Ellen editors that would like to come at me, come at me. Come at me, 5Gs. I don't know why. Why am I antagonizing after Ellen.com? So much I don't. I don't want them to come after me. But no, it was like really, jo- it was like the, the coming out, like having somebody out me like that was like a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. But it also like took away yeah, a lot of Yeah, you can't turn like, back. No, that. you can't turn back. Everybody knows. But it took away like in- kind of intimate moments from me and my family or experiences to share, you know, like I thought it, when I think about it in that aspect, I get really sad. I'm like, Oh, this could have been a, you know, communication that I could have had with my grandmother who didn't give a fuck. Like she was fine. Like, I'm really lucky. She was like, who cares? Like, of course you are. Um, but it would have been like nice to be like, Hey grandma, like I'm gay and you know, I love you. And I have like a beautiful moment like you had with your parents. Yeah. Um, or or have discussions, you know, like if there was somebody who didn't understand or is homophobic to be able to be like, well, I'm still the person that you know and love. So what's the diff? Yeah. But also maybe I did, wasn't equipped with the same amount of tools that I have now, you know, back when I was like 22, 23, just really becoming comfortable with myself. So yeah. in that way, I guess it is a blessing. Was the part of Texas you're from more conservative or was it a liberal pocket? It's conservative. Okay. It's rural. It's central Texas. It's an hour north of Austin, but it's not Austin. Like in LA, it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you live in the valley. I live, you know, it's still like, and I live in Santa Monica. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. an hour, but not in Texas. You're in the country. Oh, we're in the country. A lot yeah. of guns. We got a backdoor gun. We got a gun by the back door. Sits on the back porch. <laughs> It's like, is that just what it sounds like? It's just a, a for good luck. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good luck gun. <laughs> we have a good luck gun. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's for snakes. <laughs> oh, okay. It's just a handy gun for snakes. Okay. <laughs> you know, like rattlesnakes. I've never heard my mom so horny than when my dad. Okay. <laughs> 
So my mom and dad are out gardening. And it's dusk, right? Let's set the mood. It's dusk. It's a nice, breezy May summer evening. My mom hears a rattle. She sees the rattlesnake. And she's screaming. My dad took the rifle, blew its head off in one shot. (laughs) My mom called me and was like, ever, your daddy got that snake that was in the yard. (laughs) And she kept saying it like, your daddy. (laughs) I was like, go fuck my dad. Like, you clearly want to go fuck my dad. So please go fuck my dad. Talk to me about it. But I've never, she's like, that snake was just slithering in the yard. It was four feet and he just shot that head off. Oh, one (laughs) shot. You should have seen your daddy. And I was like, what's happening? She just kept... (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of when my parents both lived in kind of like the boonies of Georgia. There was this opossum that they thought maybe had rabies and it was in the backyard and it was terrorizing my dog and they were afraid of it. So I guess one night my dad went outside and like beat the opossum (laughs) to death. No, and when my mom told me, she was so horrified and thought he was like a total sociopath. He beat an animal to death? Yeah, he beat it to death because he didn't have a gun. How did he even find this possum? He was just waiting? I mean, I think they're kind of slow. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. I don't want to (laughs) know the whole story. All I know is that when my mom found out and told me, she was so disgusted. And her reaction was not to be horny (laughs) at all. So they got to get a backdoor gun. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta. And I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons & Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out the Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Find the Dungeon Cast anywhere you get podcasts or on YouTube. My own girlfriend outed me. (laughs) Allie Clayton outed me in a way. In a way. I, um... Never really came out to my parents. Once I crawled into my mom's bed, I came home drunk, like on break from college and was like, mom, like I started crying. And then she, I remember she pet my head or something goes, Melody, are you gay? And just because my parents were constantly trying to get it out of me. And that's why I was, I didn't come out to them because they would just point blank ask me throughout my childhood. Are you gay? <laughs> yeah, same, same. I never gave it to him. I'm well, like, why? Do you, yeah. Why do you keep asking me if I'm gay? My parents never asked me. 
But yeah, I think I eventually um, hinted enough at my mom that she like generally got the idea. And I think they knew that I was like seeing girls. But then I started dating a guy for a little while. And that was, I think they were just like, oh, okay, cool. She's. <laughs> like, that was that Close was one um, dodged it. But then when I started dating girls again after that relationship, um, Allie and ever knows Allie very mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Very good friends. Um, you know, Allie can be really intense. Um, so we started dating and we were only dating for not even a few months at this point. Um, Allie had, we dated casually for like a month in Chicago and then she moved to L uh, to New York and we decided to be long distance immediately. So we hadn't said like, I love you or anything like that. Um, wow. I w was flying to New York to take the train to Connecticut for Thanksgiving. So I would spend some time with Allie in New York and then some time with my family. I would have never thought she would go with me because we were not even dating for a few months at that time. Yeah, but you had known but, each other for years. Yeah, but we weren't together. We were <laughs> no, stand-up acquaintances. You known each other for years. Come on. Oh, man. I didn't... I wasn't out to my parents, Wait, though. wait, wait. What was the month that you two started dating? Um, Like, we had a one-night stand, like, late June or something. You had a one-night stand in Shupas? Oh, no, 4th of July. <laughs> okay. And then end of July, we actually start dating. And then she moves to New York end of August. So we're really just together dating for like a month. And then we go, okay, we're going to do long distance. And we are doing long distance for a couple months at this point. And then I'm getting ready. Finally, Thanksgiving comes around. I go, hey, I'm going to take the train. I'm going to fly instead of flying into Connecticut, where it's so much more expensive to fly into. I'm going to fly into New York, spend some time with you. Then I'm going to take the train. I'm going to go to Connecticut for Thanksgiving with my family. But Allie didn't get the memo like she this whole time thought like oh my god i'm gonna meet her family and like we're together forever and i'm gonna meet my in-laws like yeah. <laughs> immediately i mean that's so, what it sounds like to me i know because you and Allie are so similar in that way and <laughs> no, that you're like, like love no, addict like mm -hmm. i'm gonna say i'm team Allie on this one you're alone on an island oh melody because i started dating Cecilia at like the end of July and then she came to meet my whole family in Buffalo that Thanksgiving after that. Really? Well, oh, so sorry. And I was fresh off of a divorce. Like my divorce is actually being finalized <laughs> while nice. I was in Buffalo. Okay, with guys, my new I'm girlfriend. sorry. I didn't realize we were operating on lesbian time. Here I yeah, was on, you know, yes, of course. <laughs> Do you know what podcast this is? Come on. Well, anyways, I still didn't know Allie was planning on coming. Like, we've had this lovely weekend in New York. And then I'm like, all right, um, let me check and see when I can, like, what train I should take on Metro North. And she's, like, got a suitcase packed. And she goes, all right, I've been, pack I've been practicing their names, but I don't want to fuck it up. So is that oh, cool if I just say mom and dad? I'm just going to say mom and dad. <laughs> So I'm like, oh my god, she's Love coming. Her. So I have to call my parents very quickly and be like, oh, I'm gay, <laughs> and she's coming, she's coming, and like in hours, a matter of hours, she's coming. <laughs> Allie walks in, tries for a second to say their names, she's like, Mom, Dad, <laughs> and <laughs> we've been together ever since. What did they? How did they react when she was like, Mom, Dad? 
Oh, my mom did not like that. Oh God! <laughs> Poor my Allie. mom really was really resistant to Allie the first like a uh, few months, or maybe even year we were together. My dad loved her immediately, but my dad, my mom was really skeptical because I had just gotten out of this relationship with a boy like the spring before, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was like, I am not dating anyone. Like I'm focusing on comedy. Fuck this! And then I was like. <laughs> Oh, oh it's way. a woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's, She's coming. going to call you mom. <laughs> oh, but, my gosh. What a love story. Yeah, Allie kind of, I don't know if she she made me out myself. So that's not really being outed. I mean, in a way. I couldn't have been outed when my parents were on to me the whole time. Just so many times did it happen. Yeah. I got, are you gay? I got a lot of, <laughs> are you gay? Or not, are you gay? They would never ask me so directly. It was always like, if there's anything you need to tell us, they're like, if you're like Ellen, we still love you. It's okay. And I'd be like, <laughs> my parents never asked me. And it's like, I never had a serious boyfriend or anything, but they never asked me. But it was interesting when I tried coming out to my friends in high school, because you can't really expect a group of girls in high school to keep something like that a secret. Like, having a friend as a lesbian is a pretty juicy secret to have, right? (laughs) But I slowly had to start coming out to them because I was spending all my time with this, like, butch girl. And I was, you know, ditching plans with my friends or, like, bring her around places, bring her to to concerts that we used to just go together as a friend group. And they're like, who the hell is this? And why are you standing so close to each other? (laughs) So I started slowly coming out to them one by one. And eventually it went around my school. But like as a rumor that nobody believed, I guess. Were you just too pretty? Like it's not like I was head cheerleader or something (laughs) that would have made it hard to believe. But I don't know. Did you go to a big school? I think there were 360 or so people in my graduating class. Wow, that's big. Like, I remember my friend turning around to me in math class one day and being like, hey, Carolyn, did you know that there's this rumor going around that you're dating this girl from Lancaster? And I was like, huh, well, that's interesting (laughs) Uh, because I was dating a girl from Lancaster at the time. And sometimes I would say, yeah, probably because I'm dating a girl from Lancaster. And then they would just laugh because everybody always (laughs) thought I was making a joke. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So I had been through two girlfriends by the time I graduated. Brag. Damn. And then I went off to college (laughs) and I had a girlfriend that went to this other college and I had some friends from high school there. So I would tell them over instant messenger like, hey, I'm coming to visit. And they're like, why are you coming here? I'm like, well, I'm actually dating a woman there. And they're like, shut up, blah, blah, blah. Come on. Why are you coming? I'm like, no, my girlfriend goes to that school. That's why I'm coming. And they didn't believe me until they like saw me there (laughs) with my girlfriend being like, this is her. Like, these weren't my best friends, but they were my friends, like, all through high school. Like, they knew me pretty well. And I don't know. Like, maybe I was just, like, so full of shit all the time that they thought that I thought it was funny. Were there no other lesbians? Not really. With women, like, I remember only one other person, and she was in a different grade than me. And I remember being told, like, she had a girlfriend or something like that. But she was, like creative and kind of a weirdo and I don't say that in a mean way like I thought she was cool but like uh you know I think people thought maybe it was something she was doing for attention or just a phase uh with her so it wasn't really like this big scandal Mm -hmm. or anything like that yeah we had a few 
My cousin's gay. <laughs> my cousin's gay, and he's a fashion designer now. Look at us. Oh, the yeah. The two guys in the family. I do love that, yeah. You're Making such, it work. such a small Texas town. That he, I, he's big, right? Is this the Palmer? Yeah, Palmer Harding. Harding. Palmer Harding big is time big. designer. Yeah. Allie and I have this new bit um, where... So just you reminded me talking about high school where we're so bored in quarantine. Allie will look at me from like across the room and be like, did you just don't look at my boobs? <laughs> freak. Like we're just like, like, okay, freak. Ew. You like girls? Like <laughs> just doing this <laughs> like a high school homophobic tone. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. But yeah. There's something very do, yeah. fun about freak. <laughs> Taking that back. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of high school and outing people, was there ever a time that you thought someone was gay and you actually just like came out and asked them, like, are you gay? Oh, I thought you were going to ever be like, <laughs> did you ever ask if anybody if they thought you were gay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you, do you like me? Do you think I'm gay? Fun way to stay in the Starbucks. <laughs> no, but like I asked a friend of mine if she was gay and she was like, no, what are you talking about? Why would you ask me that? And then our friendship fell apart. Yeah, me neither. Ha ha. Ha yeah, right. Me either. Just checking. That'd be so LOL. bad and weird, right? So bad and weird, right? <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. I was the mascot. I was a bumblebee. Oh, Hold my on. God, Wait, what's this with the- gay people being mascots in high school? Like somebody posted a picture the other day of them being a mascot in high school. And thing. then Cameron Esposito was a mascot at her high school. Oh, right. Wow. <laughs> we need a mascots we, we episode a for sure. Mascot mashup. <laughs> yeah. But we had his bee costume and like we got a new bee and the head was like you could only look at out of one eye but not both eyes at once. And I remember like, it was like basketball season and um, I was like crouching down because I'm, I'm in a suit. It gets hot. <laughs> you know, I got four yeah. arms and a stinger. I got to sit down. I got to crouch down. <laughs> but I hadn't noticed that the way I was crouching, like the left eye was directly like behind a cheerleader's ass, like their butt. But I was watching the game in the right. Freak. And then, like, all these, like, hicks would be like, fucking dyke. She's such a fucking dyke. And I heard them, and I'm like, why are they calling me a dyke? And then I looked down, and then I looked, and I was like, oh, it looks like I'm staring at eye level, but (laughs) like a pervert. Traumatizing. Like a a bumblebee pervert. Just (laughs) looking up my friend's skirts. (laughs) disgusting (laughs) you just had a lot of spirit i had a lot of spirit but also i was watching the game yeah that you're being a dyke and that you're just trying to watch (laughs) yeah man shut up (laughs) (laughs) it's almost (laughs) halftime i have to rest to perform in my high school the the dykes were the jocks but like, very pretty, very, like, all AP classes, straight A's, just, like, yeah, well-adjusted. Yeah, the had it together. Like, went to Ivy League schools. Yeah. Yeah, because they weren't wasting their wow. time on boys. They were getting really good at sports. Yeah, probably. Getting those sports scholarships. Really? Um, yeah, there's one in particular. You and know I somebody know- with a sports scholarship? That's pretty cool. 
<laughs> yeah, um, a few. I, she made me so uncomfortable. We're she's in my extended group of friends, and she would constantly make out with her girlfriend in the hallway. What? And this one spot in like this main part of the high school where everyone would walk by in front of the library. I um, like very much admired her. We um, were part of this like little group. We had a class in. It was like the last class of the day. We're always. It was just like a fun class. I don't know. Um, I feel like. I was always so uncomfortable around her because I thought she knew that about me. Like she would like say something that was like super gay and then kind of like wink at me. She'd be like, right, Melody? <laughs> and so and you'd be like, but, like yeah, no, one, not right. <laughs> this one point of the day, every day I'd walk by and they'd be making out in front of the library. And I would just like make sure I wouldn't make eye contact and like scurry past every day. It was just so jealous. <laughs> Let me tell you, if there was a lesbian who was making out with her girlfriend at my school, I would have rearranged my schedule around when I could pass by them <laughs> just like reroute everything oh i bet i did too oh my god i was so you know. starved for lesbians yeah it was like the um captain of the soccer team that's um, hot a lot of like hot sporty girls wow yeah. have you guys ever asked anybody though who wasn't out as gay if they were in fact gay i don't know I've asked them about, like, their dating history. I'll, like, ask around it. Oh, that is so clever, Melody. <laughs> <laughs> Melody, that is very clever That's of you. That's good. Ask around it. <laughs> I do that corny thing in movies or TVs where they go, or, you know, does your boyfriend or uh, girlfriend? <laughs> or, who are, are, you are you dating right now? Oh, what are you looking for? What is he or, you know, she? Hey, I'm cool with it. I work for AfterEllen.com. <laughs> hey, I'm cool. <laughs> no, and I get, I I have a really hard time even recognizing some lesbians. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're a lesbian. You know, it's just like yeah. short hair to short hair. What's up? You know, you know. <laughs> but like with other like lesbians or like femme presenting lesbians, I get really nervous or I just am clueless and I'm just like, they're not gay. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're cute, but yeah, you probably don't want to date me. <laughs> That's yeah. What I would oh, I would have God. never have thought to ask around the question. I've asked a couple of people before, but not because I was like interested in them. Like, ooh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like it seems like a very rude thing to do and I wouldn't advocate it but at the time like with my one friend I thought like what if she's going through this and I had just figured it out for myself and I thought maybe she feels like very alone and doesn't think she has anybody she can talk to and I can just be somebody for her to talk to and have that like not be a burden on her anymore mm -hmm. so I did and then she you know freaked out but the next time I did it, I was drunk, which wasn't great, but it was this guy that I knew, and he seemed, like, very flamboyant gay. and very gay, but he never talked about boys or anything like that, and I was just really curious, so I asked him if he ever kissed a guy before. What did he say? He said, no, I'm a Christian. No, he was just like, I haven't. Why? And I said, because I think you would like it, and now he's gay, but wow. that was very rude of me, and I'm very ashamed of it. Did you tell him that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we still talk now. Uh, he's been to a Stonewall show. He lives in New York. He actually became like a very successful travel blogger, gay travel blogger, Travels of Adam. Check it out. Yeah, he went from never having kissed a boy to being one of the most well-known gay travel bloggers known around the world. So 
That's cool. Yeah, it is. It's worked out well for him. But for years, I was embarrassed. I hope he tells you thank you. <laughs> I hope he says thank you. Yeah, he owes me one. I hope he writes me a good Yelp review. Uh, how do you guys feel about outing celebrities or speculating about a celebrity's sexuality? Is that bad? I mean, I think celebrities are people, too. And I think pri- privacy should be respected. You know, But yeah. are we sure they're people, too? How do we know? <laughs> Even if they're monsters, they're people too. Okay. Even if they're Ellen. <laughs> yeah. They still have emotions. I yeah. don't know. Like I I heard about like the Miley Cyrus outing where like a crew member like filmed her. Oh, I didn't hear about this. And like I guess there's like she and like was it who was she with? Like Stella or whatever girlfriend she had. Mm-hmm. Like they were caught like making out on film on somebody's oh. iTunes or iPhone. Yeah. And they posted oh, that it. Sucks. And it's like that's such an invasion of privacy, but also like you know, it's a weird celebrity I can imagine is like a weird pressure and probably paranoia, you know, that comes with it. So to have that added. Yeah. I mean, I do believe that there is a responsibility to be like, yeah, I'm this famous and gay and it's fine and it's okay and it should be celebrated and it yeah. should be just as mainstream. But I don't believe in like outing a celebrity. I agree. Right. I think of like... People like Ricky Martin, you know, who had me fooled. I always thought that he was just like this straight, hunky Latin man. Oh, yeah. Oh, he got us all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I was so confused then when in interviews they started asking him about his sexuality. And he was saying that that was like a very private thing for him. I was so confused about that, why they were asking those questions. But to like force somebody to answer that directly like to out somebody like that like I was looking it up and uh K-Stew was outed by paparazzi and Carrie Brownstein was outed by Slate magazine Which really one is K-Stew oh Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart yeah she had a picture of her okay. and her girlfriend when was Carrie Brownstein outed um I'm not sure I just know that Slate reported that she was dating her bandmate in Sleater Kinney. Yeah. Uh, And then after that, she came out formally as bisexual. But for a lot of actors, that can like permanently damage their careers because Hollywood still makes like a lot of decisions that are are based on things that, you know, people can't help. And at the same time, I'm totally guilty of speculating about celebrities and looking for clues and evidence and wanting to claim them and be like, come on, they're gay. They're gay. One of us. One of us. Well, it is titulating like mike pence is gay if they're evil oh (laughs) or if they're anti-gay wait that that was explored on the l word when alice piazeki outs oh yeah yeah yeah. on the record anti-gay what football player yeah Mm -hmm. do you remember that oh is this on the new season no no this is old 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 season okay i think it's complicated because there are situations where like if you're outed by, you know, paparazzi pictures or you're somebody with like inside information and you know for a fact that somebody is closeted and dating and then like leaking that out. That's clearly bad. But like two comedians on a podcast, maybe I'm biased, but like that feels very different than like Perez Hilton, you know. Or TMZ, yeah. Yeah, he outed like Lance oh, Bass yeah. and Neil Patrick Harris and Clay <gasps> Aiken, I believe. Though, I mean, Clay Aiken, 
Come on. Uh, Clay Aiken is from multiple gay male friends of mine. So, uh, just the stories they have of him is so messy and leaves the craziest paper oh trail. Like, <laughs> Clay? He kind of like does it to himself. American yeah. Idol Clay wow. Aiken? <laughs> he's shady. No. Um, what is he even up to? All over yeah, the I remember scene. back when he was on American Idol and I had this friend who had like this big crush on him and she was very Christian. I was like, okay, but he's gay. And she's like, no, he's not. And she just thought that was like an impossible thing. I'm like, okay, but like, watch him. He's clearly gay. Like, he just is obviously gay. <laughs> Though he wasn't out yet when he was on American Idol, but yeah. I guess the ladies were, were digging Clay Aiken at the time. That was Allie's grandma, apparently, was in yeah. love with him and didn't want to hear um, until the, sh- the day she died, didn't want to hear that he yeah. was gay and had that like Rolling Stone cover. She had yeah. a shrine. In what? her home, built to Clay Aiken with a lot of she his. She had a Clay Aiken shrine. Yeah, <sighs> I'm going down a Clay Aiken tube right now, ladies. Yeah, <laughs> constantly trying to date my last roommate is funny. <laughs> what? We, um, How you... He would like drop off notes for him at his job. So, like on our fridge, we had a bunch of notes from Clay Aiken at our last what? apartment. How did it? Where did your? Yeah, hang on. Where did your old room? You don't get to leave little nibbles like this. Where yeah, your- oh, yeah like he would visit scoop. him at work. Oh, yeah, no, where's that's his how work? they met, actually. Where's his work? Um, I don't want to. I don't want to say where he works. Um, was it, it a coffee a shop or something? Store. Okay. Um. <laughs> and Clay would just stop by and just be like, "Can you give this to so and so? I'm Clay yeah. Aiken. Oh, he's yeah. gonna love this. I'm Clay Aiken. He's gonna get another <laughs> letter much. for Clay. It's a retail store, and he basically came in first and spotted him that way. It wasn't Grinder with this old roommate. And was just like, tell me why I should buy this from this store, not the one next door. <laughs> and then just started coming in a lot and got his number. And they went on a few dates. And um, uh, I guess all he did was dro- name drop and name drop. That's all he does on dates. Um, brags about his like other D-list celebrity friends. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm Clay Ankley. I'm, I'm America's gay sweetheart, Clay Aiken. And I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go into this retail store and I'm going to make somebody's day. That's what Clay Aiken did. Yeah, that's what Clay. And then he'd be like, "Did I mention that Lisa Lampanelli is my best friend?" <laughs> Which one is apparently Lisa just Lampanelli? always talked about Lisa Lampanelli? <laughs> what a weird flex, Clay Aiken. Yeah, come come back to me when you know um, Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> so you know the wrong Lisa, baby. So outing celebrities is bad, but since you live in LA, can you tell us about any celebrities who are gay but not out yet? Oh, you seen? Yeah, spill that tea. (laughs) Nice. Well, okay. Speaking of celebrities, uh, you know, we were talking about Ellen Page earlier, and I heard that like when she lived in New York. I mean, I think she still does, but that she would go out to the lesbian night at Metropolitan Bar like every week, but then in the public, be very much like, oh no, I'm not gay, and in the closet, and then like local lesbians were like really mad about them. We're like, why doesn't she just come out? You know. Like, whatever, Ellen Page, you shouldn't have Ellen's talk show. God, lesbians were the worst. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> Ellen couldn't come out when she couldn't come out. Yeah. She just did Juno. Come on, give her a break. I know. I was so, I had such a big crush on her yeah. when Juno came out. And I remember being just heartbroken. I was like, oh, she's straight in real life. No. <laughs> Believing it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Call me when Ellen Pompeo's gay. Or better yet, I'll call you. 
Never enough Never. gay Allens. I think when it comes to being outed, we can talk about maybe pros and cons to that because as queer people, our entire lives, we have to come out constantly. You know, it's not just one type of thing. It could be like very exhausting. And sometimes it's nice not to have to do that, to have everybody in the room already know, like when you start a, a job or something like that, like I would rather have a memo go around letting everybody know yeah, that I'm gay queer. so nobody has to ask me what my husband does for work. People are always asking me what my husband yeah. does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, everyone. I only laugh because your haircut. <laughs> I know. Tell us what Big Rick does. <laughs> oh, my husband. He's a concrete salesman. <laughs> yeah, I just think for me, a lot of times I'd rather just like avoid having to force that discussion, you know, because it's always like, how do you bring it up? Like, it's easier if everyone just already knows, you know, but then there are other times like comedy shows where maybe I don't want people to know and to form opinions in their head about me in advance and let me come out my own way on stage. And that depends on the show and the audience, you know. Like, I don't need anybody being like, this next comic coming to the stage is a lesbian. Is that how they're introducing you guys in New York? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Okay, weird. No, no. But they still do give the heads up that you're getting a woman. That'll never die. I mean, mean, not always, but it still I mean, sometimes that happens. You know, my credit when I go on stage now, most of the time will be diking out. But for a while, it wasn't. And a lot of people used to ask me why don't you want to be brought up to the stage as the host of Diking Out, especially when I'm like in new cities and stuff and people are coming out to see me because I am one of the hosts of Diking Out. And it's because like, I I don't want people to like start mm-hmm. getting ideas in their head, you know, especially like the people who aren't there to see me and they hear Diking Out, they'll be like, wait a minute, did she just say Diking Out? Like, what's that? And then they get distracted and they're not listening yeah. to me or my jokes yeah. and it's just it's too much for straight yeah. people to handle I think you know yeah I you know I'm still relatively new to diking out but I did a show where someone brought me up as the co-host of it and I was like well there goes a few jokes yeah where, where it's like you know surprise. I'm a dyke. <laughs> yeah I love the surprise factor yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Again, we laugh because your looks. The only reason I leave my strap on at home so I can have that surprise factor on stage. (laughs) I love shaving my head now. I have an undershave. You do? Yeah. You under? Well, because it's like a little German boy cut. Oh, hello. (laughs) Hi, Dad. Hi. (laughs) At first, I was so averse to it because I was like, it's going to make me look so butchy. I'm going to look so gay. And then I was like, I am gay. I know. I think I've loved watching you lean into your butch, butch. Yeah, yeah. over the last decade, I love your hair. Really, it's been a decade. Yeah, it's been a decade of being a butch. Ever once you allowed yourself to be gay on stage, how did you handle that? Was it something that you would like let everybody know up front that that was the deal, or would you hold it in and be like, "Uh, "Haha, surprise, everyone, I'm gay"? Well, it was never an aha surprise because I did have a mullet. But you were in the Midwest, yeah. you know? It was kind of rock and roll. Like, I mean, that's what they are. And like Chicago is a hockey town. That's just hockey hair. It yeah. was like the 
But you you did kind of I remember you would like you had the mullet, but then you'd have like a shirt that had like a little like kind of frill, you know? Yes, I had a like or a floral yeah, oh print button up or like something from the gap. Some I remember I had this like striped shirt in the headshot. I think it had like a a weird little front bib. But yeah, you would never have to like come out on stage Mm-mm, really. No. I just walked on and they're like, Okay, diving on into this. Yeah. I'm- yeah, sorry to disappoint you. Sorry to disappoint the <laughs> listeners. There were no surprises when I got onto stage, except in Temple, Texas, where nobody. Yeah, one woman after the show was like, "You look just like me," and I had on like mullets and Justin boots. You know, I had on a, I had a mullet and Justin boots. And she was like, "You look just like me," and I was like, "You're a lesbian, Linda." Yeah, <laughs> Linda, you're gay. <laughs> I have never asked someone if they were gay. I've just told them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Important to clarify. Shayna, guess what? You're gay. <laughs> Shayna, Shayna. See, I know it's not good to out people, and I say that obviously, like it can be a, a just a, a terrible thing to do, and that's not your place to do it. And at the same time, I'm remembering like all these examples of me being kind of an asshole and doing that. Like my mom's one of her close friends, uh, Cecilia and I are always making comments that she's probably queer and doesn't realize it and is in love with my mom. And we're always telling my mom like, Hey, let her know that portrait of a lady on fire is on Hulu. We think she'd like it. It's good. good Like we're not doing it to be mean or anything. (laughs) We just think that if she were to like have this discovery, it'd be like this whole new chapter of her life to like discover and maybe she would find this like new kind of happiness or or something i mean we're not gonna say it to her but maybe it's like a very intense loving platonic relationship uh it it sounds a little romantic i don't know i think maybe we've convinced like my i think my mom could go either way in believing it and i think anyway she likes the attention from it and (laughs) i don't know i i think the whole thing is that i know when i came out of the closet like my life got so much better right and i was so excited so i just want that for other people i want other people to experience that joy of coming out of the closet like if they're in a situation where they can you know like obviously there are situations where there are people who like live in countries or like they're had like very conservative families or jobs that would be put in jeopardy and I I don't know. I just think that that certain people who can be out would be happier. But, you know, what they say about the road to hell and what (laughs) paves it, you know. Paved in pussy. (laughs) 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 Road to hell brought to you by (laughs) AfterIsland.com. I will be shocked if once this episode is out, if we don't get a cease and desist letter from AfterIsland.com. Cease and desist. Like... I don't know. They're going to find out and we're going to be hearing from their lawyers. Please give to our Patreon, which will be our new lawyer fund. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. They'd be dumb if they didn't. (laughs) I would die if you guys got a cease and desist. I'm just a guest. What can I say? I'm just a guest. You know, as long as we can prove that we legitimately think that AfterEllen.com might have caused coronavirus, then it's not slander. I do. 5G sponsored. AT&T. Hello. Put the pieces together. (laughs) Wake up, sheeple. Wake up, turfles.
Well, I think now would be a great time to get to our listener question because right now our listeners are full of trust in any <laughs> advice yeah. that we have to give them about their life situations. So, Melody, take it away. Okay, this week's listener question. So my ex-girlfriend broke up with me after we had dated for a year and a half. We were each other's first relationship. We met up for coffee for the first time since the breakup, and it made me realize not only do I not want her back, but I don't want her in my life whatsoever. Since that meeting, I've started sleeping with one of her good friends and we're keeping it casual and sex-based. We agreed to not tell my ex. Is it my responsibility to not date slash sleep with her friends, even though she was the one who ended things and we're no longer on speaking terms? I want to keep up this casual relationship, but I don't want to hurt my ex. Bitch, this is messy. <laughs> is it up to the friend to call the shots on this? What the f- Fuck. I think the burden is on the friend. Like, I don't think you owe it to your ex not to sleep with her friends. I mean, I yeah. definitely think that... How many times have you done that? Yeah, how Caroline? many times have you slept with an ex's friend? Twice. Was it out of spite or it just happened? Uh, No, it just happened. Like, Yeah, they always just do. Oh, no, it was complicated. Maybe your ex doesn't even have to know. Like, why even tell the ex? If it's going to hurt the ex... Yeah. And you're keeping it just sex based? Like, yeah. Why? Why does it can come out later in the years, but if it's just, if you think it's going to hurt your ex, then. If you're not you in speaking terms. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to why tell your you... ex anything. It's the person that you're sleeping with who's still friends with the ex. Like, that's her in the position where she has to wonder, like, whether or not she should tell her friend about you guys. Right. But mm-hmm. you, dear Susan, have no responsibility to do any telling because, you know, also like in the queer community, like everybody's friends with their exes and dating people. It, it's messy. We know this, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be a situation that's going to be hard to avoid, especially like the longer that you're in the queer community. Also, depending on like where you live and things like that. Um I will tell one quick story from like the situation I was in where I was dating my ex's good friend and um but like with my ex uh she wasn't out or anything like that and didn't want anybody to know about the relationship so when I started dating her friend I hadn't told her about the past relationship. So mm. eventually it came out and it was like super messy and ruined the friendship. And yeah. Yeah. But that caused a lot of, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like the relationship uh, suffered, the friendship suffered. Mm-hmm. It was a total mess. So it's better to come clean. I would say if I were in the friend's position, but also, if it's casual, like, how long yeah. is this going to yeah. last? You know, like, this could be over in a week. Yeah, exactly. But if it's progressing into something more than, than casual, I think that the two of you would have a conversation about how to move forward with telling this person. Yeah. It's yeah. clearly going to be either in both of your lives again yeah. or just not. So That's a great point. Well, listener, I hope this advice helps you out, and I hope it got to you in time, because I know you sent this question a little bit ago, but we do have a backlog, (laughs) and that's why if you become a patron at patreon.com slash dykingout, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, we will move your questions to the top of the line, and you can message us right through there. 
Uh, or if your question is very time sensitive or it's like very involved in details specific, you can find us on Wizio. That's W-I-S-I-O.com. And you can pay us and we'll have to answer you within three days and we'll send you a very personalized uh, video just for you to answer any question that you might have. So you can check that out. Okay, Ever, where can people find you on Yelp or AfterEllen.com? If you um, follow me on 5G-sponsored AfterEllen.com, it's I'm mainly active, I guess, on Instagram. I don't. I think I forgot my TikTok name. I think it's something like Daddy Rick or Rick Daddy sixty nine. Something really dumb. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok, um, but it's it's ever E V E R, and then my last name is Maynard M A I N A R D, and then um, you can also watch me in the feels. That's fun. See watch my the feels. I love yeah. it. It's on Netflix. Constance mm-hmm. Wu is in it. Angela Trimmer is in it. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We improvised it in twelve days. Wow. Ever's really funny in it. She plays a character called Regular Helen, and then she won an award. A few awards awards for Best Mm. Female Actress at the Gay Mm -hmm. Movie Circuit. Watch the feels, see my tits. (laughs) Oh, your tits are in the the feels. That's so funny. (laughs) Well, why don't you lead with that? Yeah, see my tits. (laughs) Well, thank you guys. Thank you both for having me. This was really fun. Thank you, Ever. Yeah, and we hope it's not too long before we can come out to L.A. and do this in person. And, you know, maybe you can come to New York when Stonewall is back up and running and you can perform on the show. I would love that. You know, when airplanes and stages are a thing again. Oh, I can't wait. Thanks for decking out with us. If you want to find me online, like ever, mostly active on Instagram, that's at Melody Kamali. And you can follow me at TGI Carolyn on all the socials or follow us at Diking Out. We post different content on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or go to patreon.com slash Diking Out for our off-topic episodes and extra content that we record with our guests or Himalaya. Uh, sign up there if that's where you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much. Your support goes a long way. Uh, we will be back again next week. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.